Radio Drone. It is another brilliant episode of Radio Drome. I am Josh Hadley. Brad and I'm... Brian, I will introduce you. You wait your turn. <laughs> Brad and Brian are off watching a stupid movie about ghosts and Skype, and you all know what idiotic film that is. So with me this week is my idiotic Lost in the Static co-host, Scott Murray. Hello. Hi, everybody. And Double D's of Justice herself, Jillian. Hello. Really? After Double D's of Justice, all I get is a hello? I don't know. I was still like laughing at you guys bickering over the opening. Well, the, re- the reason I went to Scott first is because he jumped the gun and introduced himself before I that. Otherwise, you are far more important to me than Scott ever will be. <laughs> no, you no. have. Of course, you're more important. Because I was on time. Ooh, that. <laughs> yeah, we are 15 minutes late due to Scott. Thank you, Scott. You're welcome. You're welcome. I, I look, a star of my caliber demands certain treatment, and uh, there we go. You're fashionably I, late. <laughs> actually, I woke up at like 10.08, so <laughs> my apologies. Do you have your little toy poodle in your purse with big bows on, walking nope, in? It, I'm late! No, 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 I don't have that, but I do have an adorable kitty in my lap right now. So. Oh, I do too! I've got Suki Suki. We have to do something that Jillian and I don't get a chance to do anymore. An Adam and Eve promo, because this show has Adam and Eve back. How come we don't have it back? I'm working on it. A boo-hoo. Oh, boo-hoo yourself. I bet our listeners are riveted, like we're how many minutes into the show? We haven't even set the topic. Go to adamandeve.com, use the promo code DROME, and you get three free DVDs, 50% off of a single item, free shipping in the United States, and a free mystery gift, all for going to adamandeve.com, using the promo code DROME, and the more you spend the more you help us out, because we get a percentage now. So go there and buy, like, some really expensive thing to stick your dick in. Something's bubbling in my cauldron. And see, that kind of segs into our topic tonight. (laughs) Now, this is still going to air five days before Halloween, but it's the closest we're going to get this year to Halloween, so this is our Halloween show. So we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk Halloween movies now. Not really the Halloween franchise because Brad and I have beaten that horse to death, and everyone knows our feelings. I mean, they don't know your two specific feelings, but I'm sick of going over the Halloween franchise. So outside of those movies, what is your go-to Halloween movie? It doesn't have to be something that takes place at Halloween, but that makes you feel like you're watching it on Halloween night, even if you're watching it in July. Well, it's it's goofy as can be, but we have a tradition in this house, and it's a tradition enjoyed by all of the women in my life, and I have no idea why, because although the movie's kind of fun, I'm not a big fan of it, and that's Hocus Pocus. I actually, it's, no, I, I see where he's coming from, because that's got a very Halloween mood to it and feel for a really dark movie. It's a movie about witches that get hung and then brought back, and they bring back zombies, and they want to eat children, and they keep joking about killing people. Not exactly a family-friendly movie. But is it, it is a kid's movie, and it is a family movie. It's Disney. Exactly. Now, now the one that I go to for my own little personal Halloween feel, and Josh, you and I have discussed this one in the past, and that's Trick or Treat. Yes! Yes, yes 2008 or 9 or 10. 
depending on <laughs> when it was made, when it was released, and when it was actually come out on DVD. So I thought it was Little Big Planet the movie with Sackboy. You know what? <laughs> I like Sam, and you know what? I think he. When did Little Big Planet come out? Because Sam existed prior know. to that. No, Sam, Sam existed first. It's just funny because I knew you get all butthurt over that. Yes, because Sam existed first from a short cartoon called Seasons <laughs> Greetings, made in the nineties. So Sam existed before Little Big Planet. Although I do see why you're saying it because of the sack boy thing. But Trick or Treat is an amazing Halloween movie. No, I love movie. Trick or Treat. That is, that is a phenomenal film, and I don't get why it's gay, but the Logo channel has been showing it all month. Yeah, I noticed that. I was I was confused myself. Maybe one of the actors in there. I mean, they're... Well, what, the, what's her uh, voice that uh, plays Rogue is lesbian, isn't she? Well, there you go. There See, you go. I, 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 I made Pat the... I made the really, really awful joke that because gays have taken over Halloween, I guess the whole holiday is gay now. Ooh. So That makes no sense. How are you going to go, okay, now we're going into, like, what the frack territory here. <laughs> How are you going to say that gays took over Halloween? Because ha- gays love Halloween. So gays do love- lots of people. <laughs> that is, you are... Are you a different Josh Hadley that does ra- that? No, I'm great. You are on Radio Drum. Are you a different Josh Hadley that does what the frack with me every week? And we talk about gay equality and gay rights. And then you go on this show and you're like anti person saying I'm not that- anti. I'm not anti. Oh my it was gosh, a that joke. Is such a bigoted thing. It's not funny. That is so bigoted. <sighs> Josh. Yes. Actually, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to come down on the side of Jillian here, but for a slightly different reason. I can tell you it's not just Halloween. The gays, just like everybody, love all holidays because it's a chance to decorate. We adore it. <laughs> that and cosplay, like tons of cosplayers also love Halloween, and it's a twofer. Because cosplay is fracking expensive. You do a lot of, uh, you put a lot of time and money and work into you know, these costumes. So you make one for Halloween or a conventions, what have you, and then it doubles. You'd be like, oh, now I can wear it to a Halloween party. And it's one of those, if you haven't seen it, it's new to you. So you get more use out of it. There and who go. wants to just go as like, you know, everything is just so staple of like sexy this, sexy that. You've got sexy Optimus Prime now, sexy Edward Scissorhands, sexy Chucky from Child's Play. And so it's cool to actually make your own costume. Of all, all the ones you've made, I know you've been in quite a few different. What's your favorite cosplay costume that you've done, Jay? It'll either be, it's between the Sailor Moon I did last year or the costume that I made this year, which I'm not going to say, but it'll be out at least in a couple days after this because I am i don't know if I'm going to release pictures beforehand, but I'm dressed in the, the new Halloween 80s Dan on the Cinema Snob site. And it is a geeky costume of a male character I turned female that can double as cosplay that I have not seen a female version of. So, yes, I did the cliche of sexy blank, but I made that sucker myself. I almost said the F word, but I made that sucker myself. You've been very good so far for the 10 minutes into the show of of, of fracking instead of the other thing. Yes, I'm trying very hard. I'm cussing in Battlestar Galactica talk. But yeah, so it, it's between those two that I think the most um, time and effort kind of went in, and whether it be hunting or creating. So I don't know. Right. I haven't done a whole lot of cosplay. All uh, right. I've recently gone to conventions over the last couple of years. Moving off of cosplay, let me ask you the same question I asked Scott. Your go-to Halloween movie. And I know this might be a little more difficult for <laughs> you so because because you, ha- you do like Halloween movie month, not Halloween Two movie months. month. I started in September. Okay. 
<laughs> so I go from September to the end of October, which I would like to say, uh, when Brad and I saw Sinister and we did a review, someone had remarked something about how horror is not my genre, so I shouldn't be going to see this movie. And I don't know where they get that. Just because I love anime and uh, a lot of things, I'm very eclectic. I'm not a database of knowledge like I am on other subjects, but I love gore. And even in the review, I remarked how I was really mad that they didn't show this one gory thing they were leading up to. Uh, but, ooh, well, Trick or Treat is mine as well. Like, definitely. Definitely Halloween 3 and Rocky Horror and Shaun of the Dead and all of the Friday the 15th and Nightmare on Elm Street and lots of stuff. Way to narrow it down. Thank you. That is narrow, dude. I've been going for two months. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Scott. What's Scott, your favorite Army of Darkness? All <laughs> them all of them i even i even squeeze in the animes too i have like perfect blue and then you got gants which is not really halloween but it's horrific and it's just fun to watch and uh all right then let me ask you guys movies that don't take place at halloween but have become halloween staples such as to me it's night of the living dead the original 1968 night of the living dead that movie feels no matter when you're watching it you can be watching it in the middle of summer at one in the afternoon and it feels like Halloween at 3 in the morning. To me, Night of the Living Dead always feels like that. Plan 9 from Outer Space is pretty close to that, too. Do you guys have one of those that it just feels like Halloween, but it's not a Halloween-ish movie, at least traditionally? I would say Rocky Horror for me. Like, any time I put on Rocky Horror, I've watched that on Halloween or Halloween Party, if it's, you know, whenever Halloween is celebrated uh, every year. I'll pop that in any time of the year. You know, I hate to keep banging on the same drum here. Trick or treat? Yeah, no, 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 no. Oh. Uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Woo! So, because when when I lost my Rocky virginity uh, at the theater with you know throwing the stuff and everything like Your Rocky that, Rocky Cherry. It was it was on Halloween night, way back in the eighties. So I have always associated the movie with Halloween since. I, I was a little kid that they said let's go to Rocky Horror. And I said, what's that? And they said, you'll love it. Come on. <laughs> yeah, Josh was complaining about the Rocky Horror Picture Show experience and saying that uh, it was on the last uh, Live New Geeks, saying that if he's going to pay for a ticket, he doesn't want to watch a bunch of will do it. But it's really fantastic. I've never seen it live, but I've seen live tapings. They have a uh, live extra feature on, on one of the DVDs, and it's really great. People get into it, whether you have the live actors in front or not, but either way, they're trained. It's rehearsed as a play. It's not just, all right, we'll take you, and let's see the Frankenfurter in the back there. It's, you know, it's cast in advance. And then the interactive part, if they choose, not all the experiences have it. Um, you know, you throw rice, or, you know, they yell things out, and it's just... It's a great fun time. It's like going, it, it would be no different than if you went to friend's house and you were throwing stuff and yelling stuff at the screen. It's just become a tradition. And so many cities hold these, you know, Rocky Horror experience things, whether it just be interactive or a full on play. See, to me, if I'm paying to see a movie, I want to watch a movie, not a bunch of people acting out a play in front of the movie. But you're not paying to see the movie. You're paying to see the experience. You can pop in the VHS, the laser disc, the DVD, whatever you want. And but I can't see but I but I can't see the movie 30 feet high in a movie theater. That that's different. Hey Josh. Yeah. It's the it's like the difference between listening to a great band's album and then going to see them live. 
The reason you go see them live is not because you love the music, even though you do. You go see a band live in order to experience what they're like live and to experience what it's like being that close to a band that you really, really love. Rocky Horror Picture Show is exactly the same way. You don't go to watch the movie. You've got it on DVD and everything else for all that. Enjoy it. You're getting better quality at home, and you don't get chewing gum on your shoes. But it, you it's sort of for, you go for the experience. But it's sort of the exactly. same thing that, that the Alamo Draft House has been doing the last few years, where they have those kind of experiences for action movies. They had a recent showing, recent by, by about a year ago, of Commando, the Arnold Schwarzenegger Commando, and they had flame pots set all over the theater so every time something blew up a flame pot would blow up in somewhere in the theater and it's like you know what can i just watch the goddamn movie okay no. that's different that's crazy i would be i'd be like can i can i know where these pots are because i don't want to like you know get flamed uh no but it's exactly as scott said that's what it is you don't go to a band and be like well i could listen to the cd at home i just want to listen to the music really really loud i mean you can't compare it in that way other movies i actually that's the first time i've heard of another movie experience type thing like that but for rocky horror i mean you know what you're going into it's not like oh look they're showing rocky horror and there there's going to be people and you're like wait what is this it they blatantly say the rocky horror picture show then, experience. Then, then why not why not go see phantasm in a theater at the alamo draft house and they throw silver baseballs at you Oh, how awesome! That would be that... awesome. I would. Bring I knew you back. two were going to say that. I knew both of you were going to say that too. I hate... You can you can go watch Hellraiser and they'll throw the little boxes at you and then everybody plays with them and then throws them along, just like a giant beach ball, but it's a big box, the puzzle box. That, I, I suppose you could go see Hellraiser and somebody stands there and pounds nails into your head. <laughs> or or like chains come out and everybody starts getting bondage to the <laughs> Jesus! Oh my wow. god, this has to happen. Yes, it does. <laughs> We need to get contact someone in Vegas, Jay. And then, like, some random gimp starts running around. Everybody kind of, like, slaps them on the ass and whips them. Jay, we got to contact someone in Vegas about this idea. (gasps) Patent pending. Have you guys ever seen a movie at midnight on Halloween? Have your theaters ever done anything special, pulled out some old movie from the archives or whatnot? Because the the theater in Sturgeon Bay used to, when I was in high school, they showed Hellraiser 2 and Tales from the Dark Side, the movie, one year. And uh, I saw Bubba Hotep the year that came out on a Halloween screening. I saw Blair Witch 2 on a midnight screening and screw everybody else. I still think it's a good movie. Did did you, you guys ever go through that? Yes. Yes, I did. The drive-in outside of, outside of Muncie, Indiana, it was great. In the summertime, it was open all summer. Come September, it closed down. The only time when it was cold that the drive-in was open was on Halloween night. And and we opened up at, at sundown, and we started the evening with uh, one of those 50s creature feature deals, like Creature from the Black Lagoon or, That's you know, the, or Plant, what, whatever. Did or, they ever have the blob? Yes. Yeah, they I did. Love the blob, the blob wouldn't, wouldn't be as effective at a drive-in, I think. you got to be in the movie theater to have the movie theater scene work, I think. Well, see, we went for the interactive thing and actually went around with guns full of that foaming insulation and just filled up people's cars. Not like the real no. foaming insulation, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's asbestastic. No. We, would, we would start with that kind of movie with the really cheesy kid stuff, and then as the night went on, you would move into, like, 70s exploitation with the 
the obviously fake gore, and then we you would cap off the the night starting at midnight with a modern horror movie du jour, whatever it happens to be. You you might see a run until uh until dawn of the Saw movies. I would like to see an interactive Logan's run where everybody's just chasing each other around with squirt guns. An interactive Logan's run where every yeah. audience member over the age of 21 gets killed. Not killed, but you have to like run from the others with squirt guns and stuff, and you just put like duct tape on your shirts and glue little jewels on your hands. I did that for my 30th birthday. I had a little red jewel on my hand. As for old movies in our theaters, usually there's some kind of... Uh, AMC is weird, and for those that watch the the midnight screenings on the Cinema Snub site, uh, they even stopped doing midnights all through the summer, and we had to kind of cheat some... There's usually some big open that they're doing. I think they're doing The Collector probably this year since the Saw series is over, but it was Saw every year. For old movies, I think they do every now and then. It just, AMC is weird with how they do promotion stuff. Like when um, Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter or Frackin' Twilight comes out, they'll have blah, 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 marathon it. You know, they had a midnight of uh, episode one over the summer that was kind of weird, but... It's I wouldn't just want to see really that movie any time of Yeah, I know, right? We saw the midnight screening. We see all the midnight screenings. So I don't think so. We have a drive-in, but they do the weirdest double features. Uh, there's two screens, and they will have a double feature on one, double feature on the other in corresponding times. But they'll pair, like, a kid's movie, a horror movie with... They just have really odd pairings, like it would be a, a monster feature time. and a romance movie. Yeah, or... they, they used to do that all the time. When I saw Alien at the drive-in in 1979, it was the Swiss Family Robinson and Alien. Because those two things go together, right? Yeah, I think what they're just doing is assuming that people aren't going to stay for both movies. And that way, well, if you don't want to see this type of movie, you can come later or you can leave, you know. And I don't know, it, it's been forever, especially with the, the midnight screenings over the past couple of years. We don't really, I can't remember the last time I went to the drive-in. Well, just all these obscure or relatively obscure Halloween movies. These these movies that you don't even realize are about Halloween. And then you kind of go, oh, yeah, that movie. Like the 1986 heavy metal horror movie Trick or Treat with Ozzy Osbourne as a TV preacher preaching against the evils of heavy metal and Gene Simmons of Kiss as a DJ named Nuke. So you forgot a movie called Trick or Treat is about Halloween? No, but a lot of people do. Whenever you bring up Halloween movies, I, I bring up a movie like Trick or Treat from 1986, and everyone goes, Oh yeah, I totally forgot about that. That that movie even existed. Yeah, the one with Sackboy. Quiet, you. That's <laughs> Trick or Treat. Is that the one we're doing on Live New Geeks next time? No, we are doing oh. Tricks or Treats tricks on or Live treats. New so Geeks. Many the, yeah, Tricks or Treats was a 1982 piece of crap that's borderline unwatchable. <laughs> Despite a cast of Peter Jason, David Carradine, Steve Ralzebeck, and Orson Welles as a producer. It's still borderline unwatchable. Well, I think forgetting a movie is about Halloween and forgetting a movie exists are two entirely different things, though. Because there's so many movies where you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that movie versus, oh, wait, that had to do with Halloween. So I'm a little confused by your uh, question there. Halloween movies or movies that take place at Halloween that really don't have anything to do with Halloween. They just have the trappings for no apparent reason. They, You know, it doesn't have anything to do with trick-or-treating. It doesn't have anything to do with the holiday. It just, be, maybe because of they were shooting it 
around Halloween, so they said, the decorations and pumpkins are going to be up in the neighborhood. Let's just set it at Halloween. There's usually some kind of small tie-in explanation. Like, I can't think of any movies to where it's like, oh, hey, there's jack-o'-lanterns out there. They usually address it in some way. Like, can you give... I'm, I'm really sucking at this. I'm sucking on this episode. Like, what... <sighs> More so than those, than than the ones. I mean, the ones that are just kind of set on Halloween. Meh, it doesn't doesn't affect the story. Who cares? The ones that I absolutely love are the ones that were obviously filmed filmed in Southern California in the summertime, <laughs> but are set in like Northern Wisconsin. Oh, you Halloween. mean like Halloween, which takes place in Illinois and clearly shot in L.A. No, no, you said you weren't going to go into Halloween. I'm uh, just he he brought that up. No, the the like the one of the ones I'm thinking of is Return of the Living Dead. It's either four or five. They're swapped on DVD and video from when they aired on TV. So, but one of those every now and then you see a jack o' lantern in the background, and one guy mentions it's Halloween. Otherwise, there's absolutely no reason that that movie is set at Halloween. It just happens to explain why there's no leaves on the trees. It, so it's it, like it's like Thanksgiving. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. So, but that kind of brings up the question of why even bother with the jack o' lantern then? You, you, it's got nothing to do with Halloween. Why are you even bothering to put in dialogue that? Oh yeah, it's October thirty first. Oh yeah. Well, maybe maybe they were filming on Halloween and there were jack o' lanterns in the background, and they went, okay, well, all right, we'll just yeah. Go if you're exactly what you said, if you're filming on location or something, and you're doing sweeps of neighborhoods, you can't really knock on every door and be like, excuse me, can you take down your jack-o'-lantern there? We're shooting a movie. So it may be one of those things where they caught it in footage and then added it, or it was just like, okay, we'll work it in this way. Well, okay, how about when movies, especially if they take place over an extended period of time, like, say, maybe an entire year, when they just have a scene at Halloween, I'm thinking of, like, Big Daddy. The Adam Sandler Big Daddy movie. He's got that one scene that takes place at Halloween. Or I, th- I think uh, Grump- Grumpy Old Men had a single scene at Halloween as well. Okay, for Big Daddy, I uh, you remember that movie enough. I Oh, yeah, because USA remember- <laughs> doesn't show it every weekend. I don't know. You're, with Big Daddy, I can kind of see it there because it's to establish the rapport with the kid. And that's a big part of kids is Halloween. So I can understand just having a random Halloween scene in there because it's showing you the time that he's spending with the kid and that they're building a bond. And Halloween is, you know, Halloween and Christmas are two of the biggest days for kids. They love getting dressed up and going trick-or-treating. And so, of course, him, because didn't he give the kid like a crappy costume too? I can't and, remember and, exactly. And then, uh, I think the joke, and I'm putting that in quotes because it's not funny. <laughs> the joke was a guy was stingy, so Adam Sandler breaks into the house and forces the guy to give the kid a bunch of CDs. And it's like, oh, oh yeah, wow, right. petty burglary. Way to teach the kid. But Idiot anyway, Sandler. that, I mean, a, a movie like that, a quote-unquote family movie or a movie about, you know, a person and a kid, that doesn't bother me when they stick in, you know, a random Halloween scene because it's a montage or not really a montage, but it's a movie that's supposed to establish that it's taking place over a length of time. So that never bothers me. It's like, oh, you got a Halloween scene in there because that's that's a staple when you have a, a family. I keep saying family movie. Uh, a movie that revolves around a family is eventually, you know, the kids go trick-or-treating, goofy costumes or something happens or whatever, and then you get on with the, the meat of the story. No, I think Jillian summed it up quite nice. I have nothing to add. I agree with you. <laughs> I'm her. sorry. 
All right. Well, and then you you have speaking of those kinds of movies, not so much the isolated one or two scenes at Halloween movies. You got the ones that are all about the kids and the build up to Halloween. A movie like Kenny and Company, Don Coscarelli's first film, pre Phantasm, is all about. I think it's the six days before Halloween in this neighborhood in the mid-70s of building up to how awesome Halloween is and they're getting their costumes and the decorations. And it's not really a Halloween movie, but it is. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? A movie like Kenny and Company? Halloween 3. Halloween 3 is a great movie. I Everyone yeah, everyone shits on that and they shouldn't. Halloween 3 no. is, is a great movie. I, I still wanted to see the carnage of the children around the world getting murdered by the masks. They give you that one little teaser, and then it's just like, shut it off, shut it off. No, and I'm like, ah, ah, ah. You know what the part that takes me out of that movie, and probably Scott, too, since he worked in TV? The, the, <laughs> fact, the fact that Tom Atkins can just call up the station. By the way, he knew their numbers. He just kept <laughs> calling them without looking up their phone numbers. He just called them up and said, take it off the air, take it off the air now, and they did. It's like Mayberry. You pick it's, up the phone and you're like, Sarah, give me NBC. Take it off. Take yeah. It off, take it off. <laughs> it's like Scott and I have worked in TV for decades. Uh, it's not me. that easy, Jay. <laughs> the thing that kills me more than that is the dumbass kid that's sitting there watching the commercial. He's just letting the kids still watch it. And it's flashing. He's like, no, turn it off. And understand. Take it off. He's probably concerned about his friend. Or not his friends. He's probably concerned about his own kids. But at the same time, the little douchey about to die kid is about to <laughs> kick the bucket. And he's just letting him watch it. He doesn't grab the kid. Be like, no, don't look at that. I failed to see the problem. That's called yeah. natural that's selection. The the other, and I mean, it's clearly self-aware. You've got all of the masks uh, paired up with like ballerina costumes and these towns of kids buying the same three masks. And if anyone who is a child and dressed up for Halloween, even as an adult, you get butthurt if someone's wearing the same thing you are. So the fact that all of these kids are rushing to the registers with the same three masks, it's like, yes, Halloween yeah, three... no, you, you've only maybe killed anyone who wants to be a pumpkin, a witch, or a skeleton. Well, yeah, okay. I was going to say, they aren't really even that cool of costumes. <laughs> I mean, the way know, I look it, at it, Halloween 3 requires suspension of disbelief. <laughs> if you can do that, it's a cool flick. Is that a piece of Stonehenge? We had a time getting it here. You wouldn't believe how we did it. Next scene. Yeah, you. Uh, it's it, it is movies where you just take. Okay, here is all of reality. We'll set that aside. It, it's one of those movies where you know it doesn't make sense, but it's fantastic. Like it's it's good and bad at the same time, but awesome all together. All together. Like it's one of those you can sit down and actually enjoy. You can riff on it, but you're still enjoying it. It's not one of those that you watch that's just so stupid it's fun to riff, if that makes sense. Tron in the same boat, uh, because, you know, obviously you you have to say, this isn't happening in a computer, reality or not, and but it's a fun little movie. Not quite awful enough to sit and riff, you know, not quite Birdemic or The Room, but still a I lot have, of fun. Now, moving off of Halloween movies, what about Halloween TV specials, which... That those were a big part of my youth. They don't do them nearly as much anymore. And I'm not talking about like the Halloween episode of Roseanne or The Simpsons. I mean actual Halloween specials. My favorite is '80s Dan. Well, let's let's <laughs> let's start with the first real 800-pound gorilla in the room. It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. That's Probably that's the one they still show though. 
Oh, well, yeah, that's because it's that great. But the, my my favorite always when I was growing up was Garfield Halloween, and they don't show or Garfield's Halloween Adventure, and they don't show that anymore. No, they don't show that one, and it's unfortunate because who doesn't fall in love with Lorenzo Music's voice? But yeah, Garfield's Halloween Adventure was another one that I always loved that they they seem to have stopped showing. Now, unfortunately, we're stuck with what is that really awful one that that. It's either Nickelodeon or Cartoon Network does the fair, scary godmother. Oh yeah, that's actually based on a comic. Yeah, but God, that 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 action style is just horrid. Well, okay, well, more what I'm referring to is the Halloween special. It's especially in the pre everyone able to afford cable day, when everything was a little more fractured on TV. When you had you didn't have. The WB, UPN, the CW, my network. You had CBS, NBC, ABC, down the line you had Fox, and then you had your independent stations. When I was growing up, they always had not just horror movie marathons on the local stations on Halloween. A lot of times they'd put together a Halloween special. You know, the the news anchor and the weather guy would go out to some Halloween activities a couple of days before Halloween, and they'd shoot a bunch of stuff, and they'd have, you know, people around the station pulling pranks on each other, and then they'd show movie clips, and they don't do things like that anymore. If they go out for Halloween activity, it's just going to be people getting drunk. There's nothing that really goes on anymore because you can't do. I remember back in the days you would have um, the options of where people would have haunted houses in their houses and you would go in with your parents or if they knew them, you would go in by yourself. You don't do that anymore. Um, Times have changed between the stranger danger. It used to be, you know, you would get uh, caramel apples and then it was what early 80s, I think, or late 70s. They kind of had to stop that because. You know, people were putting, like, a lot of people nowadays think that it's a joke about the whole, oh, razor bladed an apple, but that stuff really happened. And that's why, you know, it's kind of the analog version of know your memes, where it's, you know, that actually happened. I got to intersect on you here one real quick. The razor blades and the apple thing happened twice, both of them being proven that they were family members that were trying to, I don't know what. Harm. it was fam- laugh at you. This year, though, I, I think I think Don and I have come up with the perfect treat that we are going to give out: caramel onions. I was just going to make that as a joke. You like to the caramel apples, but they're onions. Ugh. But that's, there's people to, to that me, are that's allergic to mean. onions, though. You could kill somebody. That's just there, mean. There are people that are allergic to apples too. Well, they know that it's a caramel apple, though. There's people that are allergic to razor blades, but you take your chance. <laughs> Can you really be allergic to a razor blade? I'm very allergic to razor blade cuts. They hurt, and and then I start bleeding. I don't know if that's a common reaction. But when I bite into a razor blade, it sucks. Like Jillian pointed out, Halloween is just about people getting drunk nowadays. I'm not not trying to sound all nostalgic for a time that never really existed. Back in my day. No, but is it that you've kind of lost... Halloween for the kids? Is the kids just trick-or-treating and then the rest of Halloween is adults now? I think so, just because of the whole safety factor. You used to be able to trick-or-treat by yourself at a younger age. That's not the case now, just because of how you know we become a more dangerous society. So you're not going to have all of these functions. The majority of, if there's Halloween stuff, it's either something like a, a school dance or it'll be a, a church function. 
there's not really a whole lot of activities. I mean, depending where you live, I'm sure in other places they have more for the kids. But what I've noticed around my town anyways, or my city or what have you, is uh, there, there's not so much for, for the kiddies anymore. It's pretty much, you know, getting drunk and it is. I mean, you're also in the days of, and I know this was in, in the past as well, but if you have a black cat that's an outdoor cat, don't let that cat outside anywhere in the month of October because there's the Sick crazy wannabe tricks. cultists that, you know, will grab black cats and do really bad things. And I've told a few of my friends that who had black cats and they didn't believe me. Nothing happened to their cats. But I'm like, dude, this is real. Like my friend in Auburn, this this happened to her. And Scott, you own a black cat. Yeah, Dexter's an indoor cat and he's staying yeah. inside this whole month. So, I, I, Jay, I'm actually going to fight you a little bit. And <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if this is because... The three of us here are not parent or, well, you're a parent, Josh. But nowadays, though, I've noticed with my my niece and my nephew, there actually is still a lot of kids stuff. Generally, it's, you know, take place at a mall or at a church or at an, at an established safe place. But I think that at least there's there's still lots and lots of kids stuff out there. And I know. There are still a few trusted parents in our neighborhood that do run haunted houses for the kids. It's a, a short thing, basically a maze through their garage or something yeah, yeah. like that. But it's still out there. It's not, you're right, it's not as widespread as it used to be. I think that we noticed that Halloween is about getting drunk now because we've grown up and we've stopped fixating on the kids' stuff. But, but yeah, I, I, it's still out there. It's, you know, we've got things like Zubu and stuff like that. So it's well, I, just, think, I think Springfield just sucks, though, because we never had that much to begin with. Um, it's also a matter of, on some parts for kids, lazy parenting, because the parents don't want to go with the kids. They don't want to, like, take them to things. And so I think that has to do with it as well to where, you know, yeah, if the parent's going to the mall, I think they do have, like, a mall handout candy thing. We do have a JC's haunted house, or at least we did. I don't know. It's been years because it kind of sucks even for the adult days, but they would have kids day where all the lights would be on. And then the people would hand out candy instead of like scare the crap out of the kids, which I don't see the point of kids going to a haunted house if the lights are going to be on and everybody just stands there and hands out candy. But compared to what was around and what parents did for kids, you know, when I was a kid, you don't see a whole lot of functions where I live anyway, you know, going on like that anymore. It's either, yeah, I think they do have a trick or treat day at the mall. The governor's mansion used to do something. I don't think they do it anymore. I think they started giving out like less candy. Cause my dad used to work for the governor's mansion and he would come back with like all the leftover candy and we would just have, you know, shelves full of the leftover candy from the governor's mansion. <laughs> uh, but I, I think it's just one of those, it, it just really depends. I mean, I guess if you're a parent and you know where to look and you're dedicated to taking your kid to it, um, I just know, because I, you know, still go to my neighborhood on what was going on when I was a kid, that stuff is not there anymore. Um, even some of the adult-ish stuff or the the teenager, et cetera, that they used to have, like they would have the the haunted hayride. Like they still have it, but the qualities just go down because not enough people attend it. So they, you know, kind of don't do as much for it anymore. It's shorter. It's less creative. So that's kind of what I mean on the whole dwindle down from what I've noticed. Well, see, the way, the way I look at it, it's like you pointed out earlier, times have changed. An example would be the old Fat Albert Halloween special. 
in that, you know, they go into the person's house without knowing him and whatnot. And when you look at my old airing of that that I recorded off a TV, the credits are just the credits. On the DVD, there's an extra voiceover by Bill Cosby about how times have changed and it's no longer safe to go into strangers' homes. And the fact that they would go out of their way to go back to Bill Cosby 20, 30 years later to re-record that little voiceover says just how dark shit has gotten, doesn't it? Stranger danger. When we were kids, we never knew how much danger we were about being abducted and duct taped into the trunk of some loser's car. Because I don't think there's any more scumbags or pedophiles out there on Halloween now than there was 30 years ago. I think the numbers are the same. We're just more aware of it now. I, I think I, I think, think it's more spread out areas, so that's why it seems more prevalent. <laughs> I blame, I blame, frankly, local news stations that always do the shock stories. Yeah, Josh. Your children are danger. Film tonight at 10, you know. Hey, it's not like I had editorial control at the station I worked at. Not like you're blaming me. Highest I ever got was assignment editor. Scott, you being a pagan, let me ask you, do you feel like you're okay to come out of the broom closet in this month more than you are with your religion, more than you are, say, in December or July? Uh, Depends on who I'm coming out to. I mean, if I come out as a pagan at, say, a holy Christian clan rally, then no, I I don't really feel. <laughs> I don't think there's any time of the year that would be good for that. Yeah, that's that's probably just not a good idea straight up. And to tell you the truth, this month especially, and this time of year especially, my my little pagan organization, NUPAN, the Northeast Wisconsin Pagan Networking Administration, we become the media liaison and somehow end up speaking for all of paganism everywhere. And so this this month, uh, actually, more than any, you really walk on eggshells even more because everybody turns their eyes. Well, you're really a witch. What do you do this time of year? And you're like, yeah, I but- my little nose and make food. food <laughs> yeah. I'm not that weird. Yeah. Trust me. Paul Lind does not speak for us. Well, and, you know, December is just as important to pagans as it is to Christians because you've got winter solstice. I mean, a lot of holidays that are quote unquote traditional, you know, are traditional to other cultures as well. And I think with Halloween, you get people that get the quote unquote pagan bug and then everybody becomes a Halloween expert and be like, well, you know, Halloween was actually da 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 da. And then you get just like you have uh, Christian extremes, you have the pagan extremes where, you know, they think kids walking around in witch hats is the equivalent of wearing a white hood. So I I really don't think, I mean, if anything, you've got people that, people are going to think people are weirdos no matter what time of the year it is. So True. as for a good time to come out of the broom closet, as you put it, I, I don't think it matters. I think now is the time that weirdos come out and they claim to be pagans or occults and they're the ones that have the misconstrued visions on it and they're the ones that are, you know, doing sacrificial rites of black cats and stuff because it's, you know, All Hallows Eve and I, I think that people look at them and then associate paganism with that sect that aren't even really pagans. You've got, you've got two in in the pagan world that come out this time of year. And you've you've got that side, Jay. You're right. The ones that 
you know, oh, we lift up this black cat in the name of Satan. Let us welcome to the goth town. Exactly, and then you've got the other side, which I I always call the pagan persecuted because no matter what you're doing, you're persecuting them, and they're the ones that come out and they hold up the picture of the little kid in green face with the the warty nose and the pointy hat uh, and they go this this is basically anti-semitism for witches yeah and this is the same as calling you know a black man the n-word and blah 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 and you're just like oh god shut up and let the kids be kids can't why can't the normal pagans come out this time of year and that's that's why this this month you walk on eggshells even more is because you've got crazies on both sides who feel that it's their right to get all loud and you just want to tell them to shut up. Well, speaking of crazies, that goes into what the next thing I was going to ask the both of you. Now, here they don't do this anymore. We used to have one in the 80s that they did every year. Do they have hell houses, the Christian hell houses by you guys? For those that don't know, a hell house is when usually a church puts together their own haunted house of the evils of modern society. So they've like, got like homosexuals kissing or something. Yes. Uh, th- oh th- my god. Uh, I, I'm not joking. They would have the hell house where you'd go to it and you would see like a, a mother who aborted her baby and you'd see her writhing in the flames of hell and you you know you'd see you'd see somebody who this man was homosexual and then they would actually show him like burning in the electric chair and things. These really existed. They were called hell houses and. Really Really right-wing Christian organizations used to put them on. They don't. I don't see those anymore in the news or advertised. Do they have those? By you? Sure by, by Jillian's reaction, I'm going to guess Springfield. No. What about if, you, Scott? If they in do, Green I Bay? don't know about them, but I want to go to one and cosplay as Mary, <laughs> like a pregnant I, Mary. <laughs> I haven't Drinking seen it. whose crotch is bleeding from the abortion. <laughs> go ahead, Scott. Come play uh, with me. <laughs> I. I haven't seen any up here in Green Bay. I did see there were like three in Evansville when I lived in Southern Indiana. (laughs) What's what's hilarious? There was one that I went to out of out of sheer boredom one one year, and it was hilarious because they had the abortion scene, and they had this this woman with her legs up, and the doctor pulled a baby doll with a little rope umbilical cord in quotes out from between her legs it was obviously in a pocket on you know under the table or something and he took this baby doll and he goes you don't want this baby fine and he bangs the the baby's head on the table and there was a blood packet in the in the head of the doll i would laugh and <laughs> oh, you wouldn't uh, i did i and oh i got some ugly looks but <laughs> It was, it was completely misinforming. They they did have the two men kissing scene, and it so was. So, do they hire actual homosexuals to do that, or they were? Like I would think that'd like, be difficult okay, to cast that. Work. Yeah, I think it'd be hard to cast, wouldn't it? But that's this... what I mean. That you're having two guys <laughs> kissing, unless they're doing the thumbs to lips thing. But still, <laughs> this is the funniest, funniest part of it. Was it was two guys with their shirts off, <laughs> and, and and they're sitting there and. They were kind of they were they were doing the movie theater miss the lips kiss. They rubbing you know, oil on each other essentially. Where they were where they were going for the cheeks, but they were playing with each other's nipples like radio. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to go to one of these. We should see. 
people should crash these like the extremists crash the the gay rallies and things like we should just go and start making out with same sex and like throwing water to extinguish the flames and just do whatever i mean i just don't i don't know you the, probably uh, get jumped. The, the, the one we had uh, I I never do went. Do kids go to these things? Yes, yeah. yeah. They, they they invite the kids. There was one. It showed a, a woman like in a you know old medieval style torture chamber, and she's wearing normal clothes, and she's being taunted by by an, an executioner. And the whole thing was this unwed mother refused to marry the father of her child, and it was because like unwed unwed mothers equal you deserve to be tortured to death. These things are. I know we're turning into a what the f episode, but oh, these things it. are cr- Can't these, say that word. these things are just Christian extremes, and I just have seen a decline in these, and it's a little disappointing. That's no, that's good. We don't need to be warping children's minds. But here's the thing: how young kids go to these things because there's certain ages of kids that should know that babies are coming up betwixt women's legs there and lady parts. Usually they're they're pretty young. They advertise these things as all ages kind of events. There is hope. There is hope. And I just found these statistics the other day. They're, the two religions in the U.S. that are on the largest rise or the, the fastest rising right now, number one is atheism or no faith. And number two is about three different forms of paganism. So <laughs> there, there's, there may be a reason why you've seen a decline in them. Agnostic's not on there? An agnostic uh, is just an atheist without the courage of his own convictions. It's down the list of ways, but, but it's, it's, it's a, the, it made the top ten. Well, huh. to, to swing this back to movies before we get this completely <laughs> as a WTF episode... What what movies are you guys looking forward to this year? Since we're obviously recording this before Halloween and it will air before Halloween, what movies are each of you looking forward to? Whether it's just watching it in your home, maybe a, a, a cable channel is going to have a marathon, or you're looking forward to something. in the, I can't even think of a wide-release horror movie in theaters this year. So... Like, you mean what? horror-based? Yeah. They're doing like, The Collector. They're advertising it as the new face of horror no, or the collection or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, is that one you're looking I have for? I've already pretty much watched all of mine. <laughs> what about you, Scott? I have heard really good things. I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard really good things about Sinister. It's good. Jillian I saw it. it. It's really, really good. Jillian See, saw it. what I'm looking forward to. It is a good flick. I would like to say something horror movies that you watch around Halloween that aren't necessary like typical Halloween movies where it's not zombies, it's not Dracula. I enjoy watching, and you know, outside of the norm of Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street, I enjoy uh, the Warlock movies, even into the bad sequels. Oh, Julian Sands and yes. Yes. <laughs> Wishmaster is fun. Uh, we already said Hellraiser. The Descent is one that's overlooked and that's a really great flick. I disagree with that, but okay. Anyway, uh, Shaun of the Dead, that's comedy horror. Like, I can't not watch but Shaun of the zombies. Dead. But that's zombies. You said zombies. no zombies. That's zombies. Right, but it's comedy horror. But I'm just, I'm just like, going through on things that aren't typically, like, hey, let's bring out all our Halloween movies. A, a lot of these get overlooked. And, yeah, people watch Shaun of the Dead, but it's not the norm of what some people put in their, you know, Halloween slash horror movies. I want to see, um, see a sci-fi horror movie set at Halloween. I want to see something like set on a space station where there, it's a straight-out horror movie set at Halloween. Alien is not set on Halloween. Jason X. It's 
okay. He just Close. wants the machete back. I like Jason X. That movie is way better than it has any right it's to funny. ever be. It's funny. And it's self-aware. I, if I could make a suggestion, there is one genre that really gets overlooked. And I, it, the last few horror movies to honestly scare me, and I'm not talking uh, cheap jump scare. I mean, an honest to the core scare is have been Japanese. The Japanese know how to do horror. Yeah, they do. So whether it's Ringo, Ringo, or the the Grudge, which the Japanese title I can't remember, or a few other ones that are out there are overlooked. The Japanese horror movies, man, they they get they actually get you. I think a movie that's still to this day. It gives me goosebumps and sends shivers down my spine, and I have trouble sleeping after seeing it. Is Poltergeist, a goddamn PG-rated horror movie from 1982, still freaks me out. I was just thinking out. that when you were saying that, I was like, "That's yeah." Uh, it's it's hard too because it's it's really relatable. It's like, what would you do if like you know, family? It's just because that's a so genuinely creepy, creepy well movie. Acted. Well, and then okay, well, to end this that episode, stupid clown doll. <laughs> and the tree. The tree. Because yeah. I had a, I had a tree like that outside my bedroom window, and the night I first saw that, it was storming out. Didn't sleep. Can't sleep. Tree will eat me. Can't sleep. Tree will eat me. I like to watch the um, either not necessarily like monster per se, but either like the aquatic movies or like arachnophobia, um, just like basic carnage movies. You know, stuff like I didn't watch it this time. Just typical. I like to watch the the movies where, you know, uh, the old flicks like Piranha, Tentacles, things like that, that aren't really necessarily Halloween, but it's about some kind of being, animal, what have you, killing people. It's always fun. Well, before we go out tonight, let me say, when I bought my Poltergeist DVD last night at Walmart... Yeah, I saw your Facebook ran on it. I was carded! The movie's PG! Why did it need my driver's license to sell me a PG-rated movie? That is that is just massive. What the hell? I think around like Halloween, like I think Poltergeist is one of those. I think Walmart does where if it's an older movie where it would is today on the rating system because Poltergeist. I mean, that's it would not be a PG today if it was re released. Oh, not at all. Um, yeah, so I think Walmart does that weird coding thing to where you know to make sure that kids aren't buying movies they probably shouldn't buy, and they have to scan your license. Not that I'm saying I condone it or think it's normal, but that's what they do. Walmart's also the company that releases the family-friendly Home Alone with the majority of dangerous shit cut out. Where can we find Double D's of Justice? Facebook, Twitter is the Mistress J, Jackalope Radio on what the bleep because I can't say the f word. Uh, Saturday nights. I'm so tired. Finish. And the cinemasnob.com. <laughs> Scott. Good night. <laughs> no, no, not good night yet. Scott hasn't I'm signed off. Well, <laughs> Scott? You, you, you go sleepy time, Jay, and I'll tell them that you, they, they can find me at, of course, Jackalope Radio, Lost in the Static, with some guy that co hosts it. He, I've, heard, I've heard he's a douchebag. Also, another. <laughs> and also, another pagan po- uh, podcast available on iTunes. Oh, you can look me up on Facebook. Uh, Lost in the Static and another pagan podcast have a page. I have a personal page. You'll find me from there. It's easy. And you can find me at 1201beyond.com, 1201beyond at gmail.com. You guys all know this spiel. But you can go to adamandeve.com, use the promo code DROME, and go get some sex toys. Good night. <laughs> Our people in costume yell at your thought tree. But when-
Your skeleton to the beat. 